Hello and welcome to the first edition of The Hooligan Report for season 2017-2018. We're back after a bit of an extended absence, uh, but we're fit, firing and ready to go for the new season. Uh, and with me today, I have Tradespert. Howdy, Howdy fellas. fellas. And I also have Friartuck. How are we? Uh, we'll get right into it because there's obviously been a fair bit to discuss. Um, we'll get into the transfer news and especially the breaking story today. But um, I thought we'd start with um, discussing the teams that will be fighting up the top of the table and, and all of the associated news that goes with them. So I'll start with you, Tradespert, and I guess I'd, I'll get your take on who you see as being the main contender for the title and, and who you see as battling it out with them. Uh, right now, I actually really, really like Chelsea. Um, I think they've recruited pretty well, um, especially with Murata, like he's played under Conte previously. Uh, you read a lot on social media and they compare his goal per game ratio in comparison to a lot of other strikers. Um, and like, yeah, it's not as good as Lukaku, but his hold-up play is... Really, really good. Excellent. And, like, they're the reigning, reigning champions, so it's hard to go against a team that I feel is recruited pretty well, they're the current champions. Um, but then there's also City that's spent ridiculous amounts of money against. City, I mean, for the amount that they've spent, they've got to just about uh, the, the um, going for the okay. titles, shouldn't they? Well, well it'd, it'd be really interesting to see if they don't win. Like, I don't want to jump the gun here, but like, will Pep's job be on the line if if um they don't win it? Like, it's real precious patience at City to actually. Obviously, Pep has to get his stamp on both the team and the squad. Um, but once again, they spend a lot of money, and with spending a lot of money, becomes a lot of pressure. Um, I think they'll be right up there. Um, I'd be absolutely shocked if they were. I'm really pushing. I think City and Chelsea are sort of the... There is a way any other club. I think they're still the two that have a bit more on um, the other sides. Like, Arsenal have signed Lacazette. Um, like, they already have a good squad. Like, Ozzo will probably stay. Um, especially if Neymar ends up at PSG, I can't see City signing. Um, Sanchez, so he'll, he'll, he'll probably stay because I think PSG was sort of the real potential frontrunner there. Um, and then Niak, is that how you pronounce his surname? The left fullback? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, from Schalke. Um, he's, he's a good recruit too, but I still think they've got a little bit of um, catch-up to go. Probably the same to be said with Manchester United, but... Days and make you look like a fool pretty um, easily. Yeah, well, Friartuck, what about you? What, what's your take on, on how the um, the title we fought out? I think City, Chelsea, as Tradesports already said, probably the two big guns up there. I mean, perhaps Man United also fighting it out now that they've got Lukaku. Um, or do you see your own club as making a, a dream run back to the title? <laughs> well, we don't have your own club yet, so. Maybe put the pressure on, maybe we can put in a good run. <laughs> but, uh, but seriously, I don't know what. I'm glad that you talked about this, Chelsea, because for the other two clubs, uh, Man United, 
Then you know that Liverpool are the ones that actually caught my attention. Then you know, I'm trying to look at some of the things on the paper. They actually look pretty, pretty good there, really. sort of raged on the board recently um, at the two opposite ends of the spectrum is Tottenham and Man City. Tottenham obviously haven't made any moves in the market yet. They haven't signed anyone. Man City have gone out and splashed a fair bit of cash, uh, particularly on defenders, but also bolstering their attacking plays. Um, I'll start with you, Tradesbert. Uh, which strategy do you see as being more effective uh, both in the short run and the long run? Um, well... To be, to be honest, honest I, I should, should have actually mentioned Tottenham, so I'll address to the Spurs fans. Um, yeah, I, I, I guess I'll still a bit of a wait and see, see because, like, um, David Lee on the sort of astronomical amount of money that's spent um, from football clubs nowadays, especially in the Premier League, and just say, I think he said it wasn't sustainable. Um, but to be honest, Charles, I, I, I know Tottenham... Have the, but they're still eventually going to splash the cash. Um, they don't need to go in, like, you look at, like, Manchester City, they're sort of completely rejuvenized their defense. Um, they're spending a lot of money. United have spent a, a heap of cash. Arsenal splashed the cash. So they're going to have to reach that point where they're going to they're going to spend money um, until we sort of see who they bring in. It's hard to make a real call. Who's an awesome player? And I absolutely hate to see him go, but it's sort of inevitable. Um, but without. Oh God. We shouldn't even be saying it in the Premier League nowadays, but without sort of spending cash, it is. It can be hard to contain and match the levels of, of other teams, especially like teams are sort of will start to figure out the Tottenham way, the Tottenham style. Um, but like Pochettino's done an excellent job, and they're in a super spot. Like I was actually title a couple of seasons um, but you never know as for City they've sort of gone the completely other end of the spectrum splashing the cash but whilst you sometimes you need to splash cash there's still that risk involved in signing players especially foreign players it's like I know we talk about offensive those Premier League players are but the fact of the matter is there's there's a lot less risk risk involved like Walker 50 million like that's just absolutely ridiculous but at least we know at least they know what they're going to get with with Walker, Walker. Uh, um, Silva, was it Bernard, if my memory is correct? It'll be quite an interesting one, yeah, because yeah. he's going to have to replace, well, ironically, I think he's probably replacing David Silva in their midfield, and it's going to be yeah. certainly quite interesting to see how they, they fit all of those attacking players in, because they've got so many options up top at the moment. Um Friotark, how do you see it? Do you, I mean, obviously, as, as we've said, I mean, Spurs are going to have to spend some cash at some point, but it's interesting seeing a lot of Spurs supporters on the board 
Um, actually, you, not being too upset at, at not having splashed the cash so far, obviously they're going to want to see some sort of action, but um, some supporter bases perhaps would get a bit agitated at not spending a huge heap of money, but they're quite happy with, with the strategy and direction of the club at the moment. How do you see it? As long as the management can have some sort of vision of what exactly, well, what exactly they want to accomplish, have a test start because Tottenham over the last two years have proven that they're a really topic of spending money, of splashing the cash, of bringing in a whole heap of new players, it looks like the, uh, the latest big spending club in the league is, is your own club, Tradespert. Everton spending quite a bit of money in the off-season, and, and early days in the, in the transfer window, they were sort of looking to be the biggest movers, and they've sort of settled down a bit now, which might be because they've hit that brick wall in regards to, to signing Sigurdsson. Um, but if we were to move on to talk about teams that were likely to sort of bolt up the table and perhaps challenge the status quo of that top six, Everton would probably be the name on the, on, on the lips of most supporters as the team most likely to do that. So um, I guess we can start with Everton, but then more broad, broadly, if there's any other teams that you think, you know, that have caught the eye in the off-season who you think could actually make that jump up, um, who, who you think those might be? I'm kind of honest, really... Oh, you go, you go. No, 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 you go first, Jack. To be honest, I haven't really seen any... I'm not going to say I'm evident, and I'm really jealous of what you guys are doing. You're making all these players. You're kind of like, I kind of wanted to see it. But then again, it's not like that you've been taking them out of county balls or anything. Have you learned yet? <laughs> but, but no, no really. really. You guys, I'm not going to have to get you signed. It just depends on how well, well that group is going to gel in my opinion. I think, from what I've heard, you're a little bit sound, though. It sounds to me, it seems to be a bit sluggish at the start, but how do you do that exactly? Does it seem a bit sluggish at the start, or am I not? I mean, it's just me coming on outside of looking. Because I think, personally, you've got a lot of good players coming in, but you just need a bit of time for them to chill and understand each other and 
Well, um, well maybe I think you come from the leader proper. proper. What, what do you think? think? Yeah, yeah, no, no I, I agree. agree. Um, and, and I think, I think that, was that was sort of a, a, a real good part, part of how we did so much business, business so early. early. So, so it sort, sort of gives all these players, players that real opportunity. Um, David Classen, Michael Keane, both started, started and Wayne Rooney. Rooney. They all started the first day of training. And then Pickford and Sandra Ramirez, they were both on the Euro 121s, but as soon as that finished, that was straight, straight. Well, in the, the club. Um, all, all of our signings, except Pickford, played in our Europa League, league game um, last Friday, Friday or Thursday night, night over there. there. Um, so, so I'm, I'm pretty, pretty excited, excited about... about well, well, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty happy that, that we've got, got the point. Some good, good minutes and some good game, game time, and I think that, that like, like the competitive, like, whilst we're playing a Slovakian side, Rosenberg... Who, who really, really took the game to us on Monday. Monday. I was, I was, I was quite, quite worried about it. Friday, Friday, I was quite worried about it. We're going to get the win, win from second leg, leg um, on, on Friday. Friday. But, but I think, I think sort, sort of the real positive is at least these players, players are getting that opportunity to really gel. And like right, right now, sort of, we were, it, was it was craziness. It was awesome for those first couple of days. But we sort of hit the point where Sigurd... It's just targets. Getting, getting frustrated for Everton fans, Swansea fans are, with all rightfulness, well, well over it too. Uh, I think the deal's just got to be worked out. out. But then, then at the same, same time, I think, think we'll probably, probably wait off a little, little bit for other, other bigger clubs that might slip through the cracks. And We're not going to match some of the bigger teams as players that can bring to the club. So we wait a little while. The players are trying to hold out for bigger clubs. Bigger clubs sign other players. We might be able to sign something else. So I'm all right with waiting on Nick. Yes, see how the players have got go. I'm pretty excited. But I also think West Ham is another side that's recruited really, really well. And they've done so without spending a heap of money. Like, Chikorito could quite easily be one to go down. Like, I know people just say he's more of a poacher and he only gets sneaky goals, but 16 million pounds in the current market for Javier Hernandez is just absolutely ridiculous. Like, that's a really good deal. Nadovic is a proven player. No, we're going to get... Adds a lot. He's a bit different than your traditional winger. Joe Hart, we all know who he is. Um... I don't, I don't think they would have been able to sign a better, like a, a better standard, standard or reputation of a keeper. And, and like, like I'm, I'm sure he's on larger wages, wages but, but City would have been, been pretty keen just to get him off, off the ball. And then it's a fair play and bring another players in. So, and then Zabaleta, he's not going to set the world on fire, but he's an awesome defender. You know what you're going to get. Adds a lot of leadership as well. So, I think West Ham will be right up there too. Um, whether, whether either, either club, club contend with the top six, six just yet, yet. Still, still a bit to ask for. for. Um, Southampton, they're another side that probably, probably haven't really done, done a lot in the transfer market, market to this point, but, but they've, they've got, got a really, really solid base. Um, Pellegrino knows that the club judge with an abundance of experience, so they, they should be able to get right up there. And there's always that shocker, like, you're Leicester City, like, without... Champions, Champions League football this year. There's, there's no, 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 I'm, no, I'm saying there's no reason why you guys can't even overtake, overtake us 
Everton, the, the race was seventh was just boring last year. year. And, I and I think it, it even affected Everton because we were never going to make top six. And then, and then sort of there was that, that big gap between us and everybody else. So, like, the... The, the putting, putting the pressure, the pressure on the top, top six, six like, like less, less, I, 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 I don't even, because, because like, like whilst they, obviously, the ladder position dropped off, they were always going to be cast to do the impossible twice in a row, um, and, then and then I think you guys will be right up there again, and, like, European football can take it, whilst it's awesome, and that's why you play your season to get, like, to sort of help steady the boat a little bit, and, like, Build off of that squad, squad you guys already have. have. And like, like if you can keep Mares, I think that would be awesome too for you. Well, well, he's starting to find a bit of that hungry but I get the feeling for, well, other purposes that are fortunate. It would be fantastic to keep him. But as I said, the other clubs have made the club valuation, which I believe at this point in time is. It's sort of been doing the rounds, but it's hard to it's hard to put much stock in that sort of thing. It would be quite surprising if you did end up going to Chelsea, but um, at least it looks like, I don't know if he's actually been announced yet, but Ian Archer moving to Leicester would be a good signing for you guys. It's kind of good to see that. It's sort of like the Demaray Gray, but obviously from a higher um, high, higher base to see these younger guys coming into the club and um, with a pretty bright future ahead of them. Uh, let me, let me, let me just, just double check that actually I saw the photo of him doing his own call, which um, Jets had a, a, an interesting observation of, but... Um, at least it looks like that's progressing yeah. quite well. Oh, definitely. Actually, the funny thing is, most of the guys are a little worried about his little legal troubles, actually. Apparently, apparently, he's had a bit early. He's actually committed perjury in the US court in regards to his agent and his image rights. Oh, jeez. I don't think... Oh, I mean, 
Oh, oh, I like what we, we have done, done so far. far. I mean, I've been an absolutely fantastic version of what I've seen from so far. I'm shocked to hear that. I know you would. I can't say the same for Jack. Jack Jackie Perfect. Or just call him the Yak or whatever. Has he has he actually played for you guys yet? Championship starts this week. It's Premier League that's back the week after. Um, yeah. So they're further along their pre-season, but the size of the thing... Jeez, it's like the second team is not going to compete with the third team, and those that are the third team, they look a bit slack. The performance is not encouraging to stay in the league. Body that might be fighting down the bottom of the table are the three clubs that were promoted from the championship last season in Huddersfield, Brighton and Newcastle. Um, I, I wanted to get both of your thoughts on how you think each of those clubs will go this season. I think uh, looking at the three of them, Newcastle would be the ones most likely to succeed, but there's been a bit of trouble behind the scenes in terms of recruitment of new players and it sounds like Benitez is grumbling a little bit, whereas Huddersfield have really hit the, hit the ground flying and have signed a few pretty impressive players, um, at least off their championship resumes. I mean, Tom Ince coming into the club looks like he'll be a good signing for them, even if they are to go back uh, down. Aaron. Aaron Moy, as well, on a permanent signing, will be will be fantastic for them and gives them that continuity. So I'll start with you, Friar Tyke. How, how do you see the three promoted clubs going? Honestly... A lot better than anyone expects. This is my summary of that, in all honesty. I'm not sure what we're on the A4 with this one. They looked absolutely... They looked like 
they are the most one of the worst clubs to have been promoted in recent memory. I mean, they look good, don't get me wrong. They look fantastic in the championship season, but they really need to get out of it. It's kind of all the time they didn't have that final quality get out of line. They just barely pulled over, but with a negative goal difference, it looks like everyone at five, but... As, As you said, they have made, made some really critical points. Jimmy Harris will be back on a, on a, on a permanent was a big one, one and they've they continued to do good business there. They're not going to be like four minutes one and they've got a billionaire behind the scenes all that much. They're going to be like a Burnley, they're going to have a lot of fights about them. Yeah, when we went up that first season under Bruce, I think we were very similar in terms of I think we'd scored the least goals in the top half or at least in the top six. Um, we were sort of we, we I mean to an extent we were similar, but we at least we kept the core of that squad together and only really made a couple of additions to it. But um, from their point of view, I suppose they've really looked to bolster their squad quite a bit. But they may well be able to keep that sort of fighting spirit and, 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 and yeah, that Yorkshire fight. And I think I commented to maybe it was, I don't know if it was a Huddersfield supporter or maybe it was Bostonian, to say, look, if you can get a couple of 1-0 wins under your belts early in the season, you know, anything anything can happen, really. Um, Tradesford, how, how do you see it? And, and who do you see as the most likely to do the best of the three? Um. It's always, it's always exciting. exciting. Um, I'm, I'm literally, literally on a Huddersfield band back just because Aaron Moy. I'm a City, City of uh, Melbourne, Melbourne City supporter. So, so massive man crush on Moy. So, I've actually, I've actually even got myself a Huddersfield away kit already. already. Oh, nice one. <laughs> well, well, at least it was looking good at the home Yeah, it's. They like their hoops and they're interesting. Sort of, sort of white, white with the, the dots, dots, I think it adds down the, 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 the stripes. Um, um, anyways, anyways, they've, they've sort of, sort of on huddles. Yeah, I've literally just followed more than Aaron Moy signing for him. Um, but, but like quite, quite a few of the other recruitments have been from foreign leagues, which is a little bit interesting for a new newly promoted club because it's just that rather large element of risk involved. Sometimes it can pay off really well. I remember Newcastle the season before they got relegated. They looked overseas. I almost thought they were playing a football manager sort of style. Um, and they tried recruiting a lot of sort of young up-and-coming players. That potential, and like look at Bournemouth last year, they recruited quite a few young players and it worked wonders for them and they had the best season in the club's history. Um, but there is that element of risk. Like... I'd, I'd still, still be, be shocked if Newcastle, Newcastle found themselves, themselves in too much trouble. They, they did, did have like, like an, an abundance of experience, like, like Benitez, Benitez managing, managing in the championship, championship like, like yeah, manager with his, his sort of CV. CV like, like they don't, they don't grow on trees. So I, I generally think they'll, they'll be all right. right. Those, those sort of murmurs of the dispute and wanting more, more cash spent and whatnot, but with, with Mike, Mike Ashley at the helm, like when, when he isn't there, there some kind of back, back, back room drama or some. So, I think. I think, I think Newcastle, Newcastle will be alright. I, I generally do. do. Brighton Holvin Albion, Albion, Albion. They're another one that's signed another Australian, Matty Ryan. So, so that adds that, that little bit of um, excitement to 
Good to, to have. have um, like, I, I, won't I won't even, even, I won't even lie. lie. I don't, I don't really, really even know a lot about, about the, the, the other, other recruits. recruits. Um, I think, I think they, they got, got young, young Izzy, Izzy Brown, Brown from Chelsea, Chelsea on loan. I know yeah, he's rather really high regarded around. Other than that, though, so you're probably not missing a whole lot there. Chelsea. Chelsea. Sort of following on from yeah, that. Confidence is a crazy thing. thing. Yeah. Um, exactly. I guess following on from that, um, the next sort of question to ask uh, related to, I guess, the promoted clubs is also to look at which of the three clubs you think might be relegated. I guess Swansea would be one that I'd be looking at if they were to lose Sigurdsson and weren't able to replace him. And Llorente is obviously out for the first couple of games with a broken arm as well. Um, so they're probably the ones looking uh, most risky, I guess, also as a club that really only just barely escaped relegation last season. Um, Burnley, another one who... They're not so... Um, go, not go, 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 left as well. Sorry? Uh, uh, but, uh, uh, go, Gumis, Gomis, Gomis went, went to Glitchester as well. I know he's always in the headlines for sort of the wrong reasons, but... Oh, it was, wasn't the greatest, but I, I thought he was all right whenever I watched Ponzi play. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think that they're probably ones that will be in a bit of trouble. But Tradesbird, who, who else do you see as being teams probably in that relegation scrap this year? Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, I know it's a stereotype, but the odds are always against a relegation, relegated side. There's normally at least one of the sides. Um, yeah, as I said, I personally think Newcastle will be all right. Triatuck said they're pretty established um, and sort of they've been been in the Premier League before. They know exactly what it takes. Um, so I, I think Brighton, Hull of Albion and Huddersfield Town will, will have their troubles. Um, like I'd love to... See like they they've got themselves a pretty decent like to a pretty decent level, um, but like once again they they haven't ever spent a, an abundance of money so there, there's still those question marks whether they can really I think Swansea are going to be in quite a bit of trouble again um, like 
I think it's inevitable that Sigurdsson's going to leave. Um, and since the new owners took over last year, they really haven't, like, they took, I think they took quite a backward step last year, um, finished, I think, 15th, but they they were right there the whole season. Um, there's always that one team as well that sort of nobody really expects to have a lot of problems, but to have a few problems. Um, I think, like, Watford should be okay. They've recruited pretty well. Um, and, yeah, West Brom aren't even sort of in that question mark anymore. So I'd imagine Brighton, Hull, Albion, um, Huddlesfield Town would be my bank three if I was to make a, a bet on who would go down. And for our talk? I think if people have saw my prediction, they probably rose their eyebrows when I said Southampton. But uh, the reason my basis on this is just look at last season. Just look at last season. You could throw a you could throw a blanket over over seventh to seventh to seventeen. Just one or two wins, and well, your season looks really different. And I think in this season, it's going to be the same. You're going to have one cluster screw of a mid table, of a mid to lower t- end table. You're going to have, I, my prediction is you're going to have six to nine points that's probably going to separate seventh place to 18th. That 18th spot, that's going to be a really hot contested spot. All you need is just a slightly more season than those, than your competitors, and you could, you could be, you could be, you could be in the championship just like that. And to me, there's nothing about Southampton that doesn't seem right this time around. I mean, in previous seasons, you thought they weren't going to do, you thought they were going to finally get down, but they proved time and time again. There's something about them this season that's just, it just feels a bit sorry to butt in, like, I think it's inevitable that Virgili Van Dyke will move on. Yeah, it's a little cool. I wanted to talk <gasps> I wanted to talk about it because yeah. Mo Salah, I wanted to just make a shout out. Mo Salah impressed me a lot in that Asia Cup game. I think he's going to be an excellent signing for them. Sorry, sorry, a little full pants if I didn't mention it, but I like your team a lot. They look really solid. That, that's all I wanted to say about them. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, for me, Swansea, Brighton, and I'm going to back Southampton as being that team that just gets a little bit un- unlucky in in that screw and are the unfortunate ones that dropped out. But really, but really, it could be any it could be any it could be any team that takes that 18th spot. It's that close. And I, I guess um, on that topic of transfers, the big transfer topic of the day, just to round us out before we sign off. Neymar declaring, I think he actually has, it's been confirmed that he's gone to Barcelona and said that he wants to leave the club. Do you guys see him ending up at PSG? It looks like that's the intention, that's his desire, but there looks like there's a lot of mess involved, legalities involved in this, with La Liga saying they're not going to accept the transfer fee because they don't think it's compliant with FFP. Um, all sorts of mess there could end up dra- dragging through the courts. Do you do you reckon, Tradesbert, he'll end up at PSG this window? Yeah. If you had asked me last week, I would have thought it was nothing but media BS, but that shows how much I actually know. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm generally shocked. 
I didn't actually think he would, but the BBC were reporting it, and, and um, today board was saying that, yeah, it's actually legit and serious, and I read the BBCs in terms of their... Um, like their transfer reports higher than probably anybody. Um, so I, I genuinely think it's going to happen. I think it'll almost be a little bit like the Pogba deal of last and out and out. There's like so many agent fees. There's all the reports of his Neymar's father getting figures somehow. Um, and then obviously when there's a release clause, there's all that, always that little bit of messiness behind them. Like, well, there should be pretty, not wanting to accept it, financial fair play. Um, I generally think it'll go through, um, which is quite a shock, but that'll actually put PSG in a genuine Champions League title. Not if they weren't already, um, but in terms of like favourites for the right up there with anybody. Um, yeah, I guess it's exciting when you can see sort of how a player of his stature can go in another league and another club. Um but, yeah, I generally think it'll go through. And, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it unfolds. don't think it'll be clear cut, but I reckon it'll get over the line. Friar Tuck, how, how do you see it playing out? I'll tell you one thing. It reminds me of uh, Football Manager 2007, looking what? up Ronaldinho's uh, profile, seeing that big, seeing that big uh, 190 million pound uh, release clause. And they're thinking, who, who in their right mind is going to pay that? And now here we are 10 years later, and now it's finally happened. Those crazy release clause, which is based on the value of the player and is, a compuls- and is compulsory in Spain, is actually going to be met for one of these, for, for what is, who is most likely going to be the best player in the world in about a couple of years' time. It's actually going to happen. The fo- football ma- Football manager, sometimes reality stranger than football manager, and uh, yeah, I, I'd really hate to see the importations of what's going to happen if this transfer goes through. I think this one is going to go through. It's going as a as Tradesford said, it's going to be like the Pogba situation, but at this point in time, I kind of feel like it's just a question of when it's going to go through this window. I mean, I think there's been talk about a loyalty clause that. That Barcelona are going to try, try, are going to try their utmost best to not pay a loyalty clause for Neymar, who, which according to the agreement, if they're at the club by the 31st of July, the player gets an extra payment. Barcelona are apparently going to try their best to make sure that loyalty payment does not go to it. So, as we can see, there's just there's just a lot there's just a lot of loose ends here, but it's got it's going to come together. I do not want to know what this even means for PSG's future transfers because, well, once they pop the cork on this one, I think you're going to find a lot of other clubs are going to try to take advantage of this. This is, this is, it, it's going to be bad. Absolutely. Well, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens and, and especially interesting to see how the, the Neymar transfer itself pans out. But thank you both for joining me tonight. Thank you, Tradespert. Thank you, guys. Had thank fun. You. Thank you, Friartuck been a pleasure and thanks everyone for tuning in this was our first episode back previewing the new season of the premier league and uh the teams that will be taking part next week we'll be previewing the games themselves as well as wrapping up the transfers around the league so we'll hope to see you then and until next week uh well i guess you know i hope your team wins their last friendlies and, and and sets up well for the season
See you next week.